that's the name of this game. Speed, accuracy, consistency, and not being a dum-dum. Members of the Booster Club, hello and welcome to another episode of the Infinite Boost Podcast. It is me, Tom, I am here. This week, as promised, we are going to be talking about moving forward in terms of Rocket League, in terms of improvement, in terms of everything that has to do with moving forward from being grand champ in this game of Rocket League. I'm going to be honest, I've only played one game of rank since I got grand champ last week, and I don't know when I will play ranked again. I've been playing a lot of casual games, and quite frankly, I've been losing those enough that I don't feel like I need to play any more ranked games because there's still plenty to learn. I have found plenty of things that I need to work on. I will say, like I said that I was going to do, I did do it. I went back and I looked at my replays. And when I say I looked at my replays, I watched three. I watched three and I got tons of information. I got everything that I needed to work on from those. In fact, I have a very long list that I'm going to read to you right now here on my iPad. And I want to, I want to read, I watched three replays, maybe four. Well, okay, so I watched replays of my ranked games, and then I played some games with my friends after that. Those games did not go very well for me, and so I watched more of those replays after that. I spent a good amount of time watching replays, and honestly, I feel like I got everything that I needed out of watching those replays in the first 10 to 15, well, I think, okay, so like 25 minutes. That's all it took. I feel like if you really, you know, just can't find any space in your heart to take the time to watch a replay, all it takes is six minutes to find something that you're doing wrong. And then you have something to work on. Anyways, this is this is everything that I came up with from literally watching three replays. Touch quality, touch attempts. Challenge quality, 50-50 quality. So how well I'm doing in challenges, how well I'm doing in 50-50s. Hitting the ball to space, softer touches, car control, shot accuracy, reading the ball, staying behind the ball, don't overplay the ball, don't move past the ball when you're in control of it or when it's falling or something. Just stay in a place where you can actually do something with the ball. Don't give up my position, don't move too early, don't move unnecessarily don't know where to go, then don't go. I wrote down, don't know, don't go. So if I'm hitting a clear, if I'm doing something and I don't know where everybody is at on the field and I need to get a clear, get that clear and then reset. If you don't know everything about what's going on on the field and you're not confident about your ability to do something, then don't go. Just stay back and reset, get an understanding of the field and keep moving forward. Right under that, I wrote field awareness, ball control. I'm still slow to the ball. My timing, my reads, still got to clean those up a lot. A jump is not effective way to start a possession. I jump a lot into the ball because I get a bad read, and so I just hit the ball, it goes forward, and then I'm out of control. Basically, I jump a lot unnecessarily. And speaking of jumping a lot unnecessarily, one other thing that I do is hit the ball into a sidewall when I'm trying to clear it or keep it away from a defender, and then it just goes right back into the middle, especially on the defensive side of the field. Not good. And then I wrote a couple notes for myself here. Being able to take possession or do something valuable with the ball is important. I mean, that's that's the name of the game right there, is just being able to actually do something with the ball and do it do that as much as possible so how many times am i going for the ball how many times am i doing something in a game where what i'm doing is not valuable whatsoever whether it's i just hit the ball whether it's i just plop it right to an opponent or whether it's i clear the ball all the way down to an opponent if i'm hitting it directly at an opponent or not doing something valuable then was that touch really necessary? And if I'm double committing without really knowing it, that's also extremely unvaluable if I can't keep possession afterwards. And the last thing I wrote goes along with the value part. It can't always happen. The more unpredictable, the larger the challenge. So this is an interesting thing that I've been thinking about in terms of 
the quality of my play in Rocket League and the decision making that I've been playing in Rocket League and, and how to handle those things in a given game. So I, I was watching a squishy video the other day, and I think this was actually the second time I've watched this particular video, and, and he talks about his decision making and being patient and waiting for the right opportunity to do something in the game so that he can take possession or create an opportunity or hit the ball away from his opponent. Something along those lines. Not gonna go for this, no point. Wouldn't really gain as much ground. I don't like challenging something like that. Same with this, should be fine for Wanda. And now we have a pretty good situation to counter here. There we go. It's a good example of like picking the right time to go for the ball, picking the right time to counter. Knowing what's dangerous and what's not, that's um, a lot of what you're thinking about during every 3v3 game. Every mo moment of a 3v3 game is a lot of just thinking about those things. And that, I, I got to, I was thinking a lot about that because I've been trying to do that more in my games, trying to wait for the right opportunity to make a play or go for a play or get a touch. And that's not always easy when you're playing with people that you don't really know. It's not really that easy when you're playing with random people on the internet that you can't communicate with. And quite honestly, sometimes it can be really, really difficult when you're playing with friends because, I mean, even if you're playing with friends, you might not be hard calming and telling everybody exactly what you're going to be doing. So you still have to pay attention and have some kind of clear idea of what's going to be happening in the game and what everybody is kind of thinking about. And as I was thinking about Squishy playing with a couple of pros and saying, well, you just have to wait for your opportunity and you have to wait for this and that. That's all good and well. If you're playing in a diamond lobby or a champ, I mean, even a champ three or GC one, I mean, if you are playing in any lobby with not professional players, the amount of things that are going to happen that are unpredictable makes something like what he's saying a lot more difficult. This is not an excuse to not do that though. The thing of it is, is that there will be a lot more frustration that comes along with something like that or wanting to play like that because you will want to play off of your teammates you will want to play off of your opponents and one of your opponents might do something crazy that gets in the way one of your teammates might cut you off and do something that you weren't ex expecting when you had an opportunity to take a really good shot or start a possession and i am here to tell you that that is just the way that it is that's it rocket league is not a perfect science rocket league is not going to go beautifully well for you like a nutcracker ballet dance every single time it's just not cut out to be like that there are flaws people make mistakes people do crazy things people do things that you don't expect people get touches that you don't expect i get touches that i don't expect i don't get perfect touches i don't make perfect decisions i go for the ball when i shouldn't i'm not perfect in this and i understand that because I also know that the people that I play with aren't perfect at this and coming to terms with that is almost freeing in a way because I'm trying to play this game as well as I can and make the right decisions and go for the ball when the right opportunity comes up and sometimes I can be driving around the field for 35 or 45 or a 60 seconds a whole minute and not really ever touch the ball but that's because nothing necessary nothing that is happening requires me to respond in any way and I might think that the ball is going one way and maybe I don't see an opponent or maybe I don't see a teammate and something happens that sends the ball the other way I'm not going to force myself into the play just because I have this need to hit the ball if I have a need to hit the ball I'm going to go into a training pack. I'm going to go into free play. If I just want to hit the ball around and practice something and work on something, that's where I'm going to do that. When I'm in a game, I'm either thinking about the mistakes that I'm making, thinking about that one thing that I get to focus on in the games that I'm working on or playing at that moment. And if I don't get to do those things, 
as long as I gain something from that or I execute the things that I'm trying to execute or at least get some game reps in, I'm doing what I'm meant to be doing. So if I go in a game and the thing that I'm going to focus on in this game is hitting the ball into space when I have an opportunity to hit the ball or take a possession when I have an opportunity to take a possession, I'm going to focus in this game purely on taking opportunities to get a touch away from the opponents as often as possible. That's my goal. If I don't have an opportunity for that to actually happen, that doesn't mean I'm playing bad. That doesn't mean that the game is bad. That doesn't mean that my teammates or my opponents are frustrating. That's just the way that it is. Look, we're in our own pers- our the ranks that we're in because of our skill level. So the mistakes that we make, the decisions that we make are the same decisions and the mistakes that other people make. So how can we expect our teammates to play perfectly when we cannot play perfectly? And I think finding opportunities to take possession or get a good touch and and things of that nature can be frustrating when, you know, people cut you off or take a touch that you don't want them to because I wanted to hit the ball then. And at the end of the day, you know, you don't always get things exactly how you want. And being able to roll with the punches, being able to take what you're given, and if something doesn't exactly work out, then just keeping on going. And I think this is something that I'm really starting to think about in my own game is understanding, you know, I'm I'm going to take my opportunities when they come. I'm going to try to put myself in the best place possible to get a good clear or continue a possession or start a possession or pass the ball to my teammates. And if that doesn't happen, well, then, you know, I'm I'm not doing anything wrong. So I'm not putting myself out of position. That seems like it's going to be okay then, right? If I'm not doing anything wrong, I'm not causing any harm to my team and I will definitely be ready when something comes along that actually requires my action and not to say that I'm waiting in the back of the field just waiting for them to hit the ball to me no I'm rotating I'm trying to get to where I think the ball is going next I'm actively trying to participate in the game and put myself where I think the flow of the game is happening But if the game flow doesn't go exactly where I expect, well, then I just get to, you know, put on my walking shoes and go to the next place. I don't know why I said that, what that even means, but that's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to, you know, keep going. And if somebody takes the ball away from me when I thought that this was my opportunity, well, you know, what can you do? Don't stop playing. Don't get frustrated because... You, I, I have done that. I have done that plenty of times in my games. So who am I to get frustrated about somebody doing that to me? And it's a lot easier for me to just sit here and say that as I'm talking and ranting and blabbering on in this podcast. But at the end of the day, you know, that's, that's just the flow of Rocket League. That's just the way these things go when you're playing on the internet and they're extremely uncoordinated and everybody just wants to hit the ball in this fast-paced online Rocket League soccer car simulation. You're not always going to get the opportunities that you expect to get and the opportunities that you think you're about to get might be taken away from you and you just got to be, I get to be ready for the next one. So I think I've, I've been thinking a lot about that because my concern with how I've been playing is that I'm not preparing myself appropriately sometimes in my games to actually be an active participant. And sometimes, you know, it, it could just go a while before something actually happens where you can do anything in the game. And that's fine. At the end of the day, you want to be ready. I want to be ready whenever the right opportunity strikes and nobody gets in the way of that and then try my best to do something with that opportunity that I'm given and hopefully that leads to a pass or a goal or at least a save or a good clear something that is beneficial 
to my teammates and to my team as opposed to doing something that negatively affects my team in some way. And it might not happen as often. One thing that I notice when I watch SSL players in my casual games, when some random SSL will get queued into my games, and the thing that I notice is how patient they actually are when they play the game. You know, they they will not take a lot of touches or they will, you know, maybe just fake a challenge and they will keep control of their car and then they'll get back and get ready for an opportunity where they can get a good touch or they can get a good pass or a clear. Something really productive that benefits the status of their team in the game. And I think if you, you know, if you notice or if you put a grand champ player into a platinum lobby, you know, the the ability of that grand champ to maintain control of that game or handle whatever that game throws at them would be a lot similar to an SSL in a champ game or even like a low grand champ game, I would assume, just because I think one of the biggest things that comes along with ranking up in Rocket League and improving in Rocket League is just understanding threat level and what is important to go for and what can wait and when you really need to be ready to go on the attack or on the defense and when you can set yourself up to maybe get a better 50-50 or a better challenge. Like you don't have to challenge the ball immediately every single time. Rotate and set yourself up for a better opportunity. And I think SSLs really understand that at a deep level, but then also have the car control and the ball control and the understanding of the game overall to be able to wait for a more proper opportunity when those opponents might have come to the conclusion of their possession. So that, I mean, overall, that's something that I'm thinking about that doesn't necessarily go into improvement. And at the same time, this is a big mental change. This is a big change of pace for how I'm looking at playing the game and almost giving myself permission to chill out a little bit. Like I don't have to touch the ball a ton to be a productive member of my team. You know, I can get a save, I can get a clear and I get an assist. Let's just say that happens. I get a save. That's 50 points. The ball clear. I don't know if you can get 50 points and 20 points from a clear in or from a save into a clear. I don't know if it works that way. Let's just say that it doesn't. You get 50 points, but you're able to follow the ball down. You follow the ball along the side or down the middle. You get a good center. That's 10 points. You get an assist. That's another 50 points. You touch the ball two times, maybe three times, and that's 110 points. Or if you score, that's 160 points. Like, it takes very little to become a very productive member of a Rocket League team. And on top of that, you might have the lead if the game just started. Or you might have tied the game, or you might have extended the lead. If you scored a goal, that's a good thing. And sometimes you can do that in just three touches. So why go for every single touch under the sun if it only takes two good touches to do something that's wildly productive for your team. I'm, I'm just going to say it, but I'm blowing my own mind right now. I'm talking out loud and I'm, I'm kind of listening to myself as I'm saying these things. And it's so true. And it really just doesn't take that much to be a, a productive member of a team. And you can get so many points so fast, like you might have more touches in a game than all of your teammates combined. But if all you're doing is blooping the ball right back to your opponent or getting some dinky little aerial in the middle of the field, what does it matter? Like you might just be giving the ball right back to your opponent and that that was your opportunity to touch the ball and that's what you're going to do with it. Look, that's an, that's another great way of looking at it. Like, hey... We're playing this game and you want to touch the ball and you want to do really cool things. But then the actual time that you go for the ball, all you do is some floppy aerial that kind of just hits the ball off to the sidewall. And then you're floating through the air towards your opponent's back wall because you're out of boost. And that's that's what you did. That was your attempt. That was your opportunity. If you're only given 
15 to 20 opportunities to touch the ball in a game of Rocket League, and that was one of them. Just say you have 20 opportunities to touch the ball. That's 5% of your opportunity. And it might not sound a lot, but if you do that five times out of 20 attempts, that's 25%. That's one-fourth of your touches, just worthless. It's it's interesting to really break it down that way and think about it because it it not only makes me want to learn how to take possession of the ball better and also just make better decisions in terms of when I actually go for the ball and how I go for the ball because I want those attempts, I want those opportunities that I have to be valuable because that makes me a better Rocket League player. If I'm making better decisions with the ball, then I will I will get more opportunity. I might not get more opportunities. I'll get more time on the ball because I will be able to make a possession or follow the ball or actually do something. I'll, I will be involved in the game more. I can I have a lot of memories of me being at the midfield or going back for boost playing Rocket League with my friends, and then they score a goal. And this could happen multiple times in a game. This could happen tons and tons of times in a night. Like I I have very distinct memories of just kind of being this bystander, this observer to them winning Rocket League games, and I'm just here. And I'll be honest, that sucks. That doesn't feel good. It's not fun. And that's not them. It's not like they're like, oh, Tom, just sit in the corner and we'll carry you to these victories. No, that's because of me. Because the quality of touches, the quality of attempts for a touch that I'm taking are poor. So if I want to be more involved, if I want to be a better player, if I want to be a part of the team, then I get to make better opportunity. I get to make better decisions as a Rocket League player, as a member of that team, to actually go somewhere and do something with within this game. And then on top of that, and this is all about improving, this is all about ranking up, right? As you improve, and this is why some people are SSL and they talk about their rotations being good. They talk about that's the reason that they are at where they're at because they make good decisions. Decision-making is probably 80% of this game. So many people say they're bad at the game. But they're not bad at the game. They make really good decisions. They're bad is because they might have bad mechanics. Not, not even that bad. They still have good mechanics. Making good decisions, it's it's really funny because making good decisions can get you really far in this game. And having really, really good mechanics can get you far in this game. And you might you might be able to lean on mechanics to get you farther and I think that's where I've been and why I was stuck in, in champ for so long, champ one, because my mechanics were still not very good, but they sufficed to kind of carry through my poor decision-making through Rocket League and kind of keep me where I was at. And now that I'm making better decisions, I'm learning how to be a responsible, uh, accountable Rocket League player, and then also taking my mechanics to another level, all of these things combined are allowing me to create more opportunities for myself. So as I get better at decision-making, I will be able to take that decision-making and create opportunities for myself to do more with the possession opportunities that I get. And all of those things together will equate to me being a very well-rounded, solid Rocket League player. And it will take time and it will take effort and it will take learning and it will be frustrating. Because, as, again, going back to where I started this whole conversation, if you are a platinum, diamond, champ, I mean, if you are a Rocket League player, your teammates will do things that you don't like. And that is just a part of the game. Like that, that is, that is not a bug. It's a feature. And so working with those and understanding that that's part of it will allow you, will free you up to play the game as it is given to you. So let's, let's just say you're, and, and I feel like 
nothing against any other ranks or not to be really offensive to this particular rank. I just want to clarify that. And I'm sure you know where I'm going. If you are a diamond rocket league player, this is, this is right on the cusp of where people get, start getting, start to become more excellent at the game. And there's just some things in the way. Whenever you look at the rank distribution, it's always diamond two or diamond three that just has so many more players than anywhere else because there's such a mental collapse when people get there. Like, I want to get champ so bad. But it, it's just this mental, and I had it too, understanding that champion players or diamond players are going to make mistakes. They're going to get in your way. They're going to hit the ball very sporadically and unpredictably is just a feature of Diamond Rocket League. And accepting that and then working around that system that you're in will allow you to be more successful and take the opportunities that you're given and respond to whatever is presented on the field. Because if you get cut off, well, you know, it's unfortunate. It might be frustrating. You might get a little grumpy about it. But that's just something that happens in Diamond Rocket League. And then you take that that just happened and then you get ready for whatever is about to happen next. And you put yourself in that next position to hopefully be able to do something. Because as long as you don't take yourself out of position, then you're still in position. Now, of course, there will be times where somebody that does something that all of a sudden puts you into a horrible position and you might get scored on. That happens. There's, there's nothing we can do about that, right? It, that's just Rocket League. And if it's possible for that to happen to you, it's possible for that to happen to the opponents. So that's another thing that you just get to be ready for, that I get to be ready for. And that's just a part of it. So as you rank up, the games will become more predictable, or at least a different kind of predictable. And then it's... It, becomes a little bit more routine. It becomes a little bit easier. So just take a breath and realize what you're working with. Continue to work on your game and you will improve. You will be able to make your way through those less predictable, a little bit more frustrating ranks to get where things become a little bit easier. They flow a little bit better and you can actively understand and get an idea of where you can be and how you can be effective in that moment when it comes as opposed to ranks where things are just a little bit more chaotic and as you improve we will talk about improving in rocket league in just a minute look we all know that the most important thing in rocket league is taking care of the ball and in life that's no different and that's why I'm so excited to be able to partner with Manscaped for this month to sponsor the podcast. It's a really exciting opportunity, and I can tell you that after a couple weeks of using their products, I feel even better about having them as a partner for the show right now. A couple things that I want to tell you about is that just some of their products that I wouldn't normally use or think about using, I have been using and been really enjoying it. And one specific thing that I do want to tell you about is their clippers, the lawnmower 4s that just came out. I've been looking for a new pair of trimmers. Now, they market them for other parts of your body besides your face, but I use it for my face, and it's super nice. I have really coarse hair, and it handles it without a problem. And the best part about the lawnmower 4 is it comes with this really nice USB-C cable. So after you're done charging your trimmers, you can use it to play video games. I mean, it's a perfect partnership. And one other thing that I'd really like to say that I enjoyed about Manscaped is I did order some products for myself so I could try out some other things to tell you guys about it. And I ordered them, and quite honestly, I hadn't heard anything from them and it's been a week. So I emailed support yesterday and they got back to me with a tracking code within 15 minutes. It took them 15 minutes to get back to me and I knew exactly where they were and everything is arriving today. So shipping takes about a week. It's free, but their support is awesome. Their products are great. It's just a really good company. So if you've enjoyed the podcast, if you appreciate what I'm doing here, I would appreciate it if you would just take a minute to go to manscaped.com, check out something that might be of interest to you, and take a risk. You might get something that you wouldn't normally get and end up really liking it. That's happened for me. 
So go to manscaped.com, use code IWANTEDJUSTTOM for 20% off and free shipping. All right, improving. That's what we all want to do, right? That's what this show is about. So how do we do it? And at the end of the day, I think the most fundamental idea of improvement is in fact the fundamentals. When I was going through my time in Rocket League, what a weird thing to say. As I've been playing Rocket League, and especially the past couple of years, as I wasn't improving or thought I was improving or not necessarily making the amount of improvement not growing as much as I would like to see in the game of Rocket League, I think the one thing that I notice looking back on it for myself now is just how my how the little things that I was doing really caused a lot bigger problems or kept me from being able to do more in the game. So I I talked about this last week, but just not taking off well for aerials, not having good car control, not being able to read the ball well, not getting touches like I would want them to be. So just not being able to be in the right place to get the touch that I would want to get. All of those things added up to me just being a really inconsistent and unpredictable for myself Rocket League player. As I've started to work on those things, my game has been getting more consistent. I understand the game at a deeper level. I understand the things that I need to work on on a deeper level. And I think now actually realizing that the fundamentals are so important to the game of Rocket League, it gives me an appreciation to actually working on them and training them and trying to improve these things so that everything else becomes easier. Just working on car control, working on reading the ball, working on hitting the ball appropriately, being able to hit the ball with power, to catch the ball for a dribble, I still can't flick very well. So that is a fundamental that I'm still working on. But dribbling the ball, all of these things are core to the game of Rocket League. And the better that you can do them with speed and with power and with momentum the better off you're going to be. And I think the most important part of that is is being able to do these fundamentals at a high level, at, at, at a very high speed. Just look at a professional basketball player or a professional soccer player as opposed to an amateur or even a college player, high school player, all the way down. Anybody can dribble a basketball or any basketball player can dribble a basketball. But look at the way that somebody like Steph Curry or, you know, a really good point guard can dribble the basketball as opposed to how I dribble the basketball. I mean, I can dribble a basketball. I can put it behind my back. I can put it through my legs forwards and backwards. I can handle a basketball well enough. And I'm no Steph Curry. You know, I can't look across the court and dribble with both of my hands and really not give people any idea where I'm going. You don't know where Steph Curry is going because he can do so many things at the drop of a pin and he uses that to his advantage and that's because he's worked on that and he can do it really, really fast and he has that agility and the the speed that he's worked on and of course he's just naturally gifted but he's also spent so much time working on those things that has been able to to get him to the level of skill and the level of ability that he's at. Rocket League is no different. If you practice these things at speed and working on being able to do them at a higher level, then you will be able to do that. And this is is really the basic thing out of all of it and what kind of I was thinking about initially. If you can hit an aerial, that's awesome. So... If you are a gold level player and you're finally starting to get aerials and you're really proud of your ability to get into the air and hit an aerial and actually hit it somewhere, that's awesome. I'm excited for you. Now, be able to do it faster. Be able to get that same touch, but faster. Score that goal 10 times faster. If you're in a moderate aerial training pack and you're finally hitting those goals on a consistent basis, do it faster, get to the ball faster, get to that shot faster and and make it happen even faster than what you thought was possible. And that's improvement. 
That is how you improve at the game. So here, let's let's break down some different things of how you can improve in the game of Rocket League, so that, or or just how you can find things to improve on. And that first one, though it's really simple, I think is one that has helped me a lot recently in terms of spicing things up and giving me something to work on. And that is basically make things more complicated. So if you're working on a training pack and you have that training pack down and you feel really good about going through this favorite training pack of yours and you do really well with it and you feel like you got it down and it's helped you improve and you feel really good about that, well, then take that training pack to the next level and think about, okay, so I hit this shot every single time this way. Well, how can I make that more complicated? Can you get to the ball faster and have to hit the ball at a different angle? Instead of just hitting the ball into the net, can you shoot it at the top left corner? Can you shoot it at the top right corner, the bottom left corner, the bottom right corner? Can you hit all of those corners? If it's an aerial, can you turn that aerial into a double tap? Or can you go for a double tap and then get some kind of flip reset off the back wall? Like, how can you do something that makes it that much more complicated for you. Can you take an air dribble off the wall and turn it into a ceiling shot? Or can you take that air dribble and do a flip reset? Can you hit the ball faster in the air than you normally would and have to hit a redirect instead of a shot just right into the goal? Take the shots that you've already been working on and think about how can you make them more complicated by getting to the ball faster that's giving you an angle or a shot that you wouldn't normally take that would open up more doors to you in something that you can do. Make things more complicated. Put pressure on yourself to try something different, to get somewhere new. And then you can learn a little bit about how to handle new things in Rocket League so that when you get into a game, you're not just stuck waiting for the ball to trickle in front of the net to score a goal. You can hit those off angles. You can hit those redirect angles. You can put your car in a position to actually put the ball into a more opportune position or place than you might normally would be faster and quicker and more effectively. And that is improvement. That is something that I've been doing a lot. That's something that I've been working on a lot in in Rocket League is hitting off angles, learning more touches about how my car is moving, how the ball is moving, how those two things work together, what a touch looks like when the ball just goes straight forward, when it goes down a little bit, when it goes up a little bit, depending on what it's doing, what I'm doing, and really, really taking in all of these things. And then once I have an idea of what a shot looks like, okay, well, how can I do this consistently every time so that I can set myself up on a more regular basis so I know what to expect? And then once I get comfortable with that, which I'm not comfortable with that, how can I make it more complicated? complicated for myself so that I can maybe do a little bit of freestyling or just not be so focused on getting my car in the right spot that I can do a couple little spinnies or loop-de-loops on the way there so that, you know, it, it might not make the shot any better, like a goal is a goal. And at the end of the day, do I want to be a little flashy in this game? Heck yeah, I want to be flashy in this game. So if I can add a little bit into that, into my shots, in my training, that will make me much more comfortable when it gets to that in in a game time situation. So what are some other ways, what are some other things that can be done to find things to improve on? And the next one I think is great and it has nothing to do with watching replays because I am going to talk about watching replays. But this first one is really easy and I don't know if you're me, but the way that I'm going to label this is the dang it moments, and I'm saying dang it so that we're PG and family friendly, I may not say dang it all the time, and that's okay with me. It might not be okay with you, but your dang it moments might be labeled something else. So what are your dang it moments in the game? When you're playing Rocket League, find those dang it moments. When you do something wrong, when you do something that you're not satisfied with, voila, you have something that you can work on. You have something that you're like, oh, wait, I didn't do that as well as I would want it to. And here's the thing. 
Here's the thing about that. You get to be really honest with yourself when you make a mistake that it's not just some little mistake that you made. That is something you did wrong and therefore you have an opportunity to work on it. If you screw it up, then you're not perfect and you can get into free play. You can make yourself a training pack and you can work on that so you can get a little bit closer to being able to do it perfectly. Not perfectly, but at least like closer to more consistent. If you're making five out of 10 free throws, shoot some free throws so you can get to eight or nine free throws. They're free throws. Work on them. If there's something in Rocket League that you're not doing every single time or eight out of 10 times, that is something that you can work on in a training pack to get better at so that when you get into a game, you can do it better. One extremely clear example of this is let's imagine the ball is going towards your opponent's back wall and you're chasing after it, but it's maybe halfway in between the corner and the goal and it's going fast and you know it's going to come back at you. More often than not, when I would have that shot opportunity, it wouldn't go towards the goal. I would hit it and I would miss it or it would just shoot straight across the goal or sometimes I would even hit it backwards, like back and off to the side because I didn't know how to read that and I was too slow to the ball that I wouldn't be able to touch it at the right time. And you could say the same thing on the defensive side that I wouldn't be able to read that. I would get the wrong touch on the ball and sometimes it would just trickle out in front of my net, which is not something that you want. So I spent not even that much time, a half an hour, 45 minutes, a couple times working on those shots and do I make every single one of them now? No. But do they at least go in the right direction where I want them to go? Yes. Because I noticed that I couldn't do that. And I was not satisfied not being able to do that. So there, there comes a couple things along with improvement, right? Or wanting to improve. You can say that you want to improve. You can say that you want to rank up in Rocket League. But if you're not number one on the leaderboard, and even the person that's number one on the leaderboard, right? If you, if you are not that person and you're not going into a game or ending a game, whether you won or lost and thinking, you know what, I had that opportunity and I didn't every, do everything that I could with it, and then actually doing something about it, I really would like to ask you if you are serious about ranking up. Like really ask yourself, are you serious about ranking up? And don't get me wrong, you could be, and maybe not as serious as you think you are. And that, I, I mean, that's okay. That's totally fine. Don't get me wrong. That's fine. Just get in alignment with what you're doing and what you say you want to do. Because I, and I'll be, I'll be 100% honest. I don't really think that I was in alignment with what I was saying that I wanted to do and what I was actually doing. Because if that was the case, I wouldn't have 5,000 hours and be just getting into Grand Champ. I'm, and that's not to throw shade on anybody else if you have a, a lot of hours like I do and you're sitting at Champ 1 or Champ 2 or wherever you are. Like it's, it's just, it's feedback. It's just, hey, this is what it is. Are you where, you're, where you want to be? And if not, why? And if you are making a mistake consistently in a game without even looking at a replay, if you can take 10 seconds and think about that thing that you know that you do wrong in a game and you haven't done anything about it, then, you know, do something about it. And if you don't want to do something about it, then just keep playing games and having fun. And that's fine, too. It's it's totally up to you. And I feel like if you're listening to this podcast, if you are... If you are engaging with this podcast in some way, you want to rank up. So, you know, do something about it. And here's the thing. If you take the half an hour, 45 minutes to actually do something about it, it feels good to be able to do something that you used to not be able to do. Me hitting those shots feels great now, especially when I score a goal doing that. It feels so good to be able to hit that shot well and it has made me a better rocket league player which in those instances makes rocket league more fun now i still make a lot of mistakes and i still lose a lot of games and that makes rocket league 
frustrating again. And at the end of the day, I have something that I get to work on. And as I work on those things, I get smarter, I get more confident. And that, you know, just creates this feedback loop of me improving. And that is what I get excited about. So find your dang it moments and take some time to work on them. Whether it's finding a training pack that already exists or take 10 minutes to really just take that one shot and create a couple different scenarios where you get to work on that one thing. I've created so many training packs of two, three, four shots that look a lot like something that I'm screwing up that have helped me greatly really hone in on that one skill that I'm trying to improve. So take some time, find that moment, create a training pack and work on something and you will thank yourself later. All right, so dang it moments. If you can't find anything, take 10 minutes and watch a replay. If you've never watched one of your replays and you want to rank up, pause the podcast right now, watch one replay, and you will be able to find at least two or three things that you could work on. And if you cannot find two or three things to work on in that replay, well, I will have something for you in just a second. So take some time, watch some replays and get some ideas from those replays of things that you can improve on and then make a list and have that list ready. And then you always have something to improve on. And really, if you're anywhere below SSL, something that you can improve on is always mechanics, always mechanics, shot accuracy, aerial speed, aerial accuracy, reading the ball. All of these things, ball control, car control, work on something that will help you improve. And you can find those little intricate things that you really need to work on in your replays. So work on work on watching a replay. Take six minutes. Don't even watch the whole replay. Watch the first three minutes of a replay that you lost. And I'm sure you can find one or two things to work on. And so let's add on to that. If you can't see anything in your replays, one thing that I would suggest to you is watching replays of players that are better than you or watching high-level Rocket League of a YouTube content creator that is better than you. Watch what they do. And when you're watching a replay of somebody that's better than you, don't watch the mechanics. The mechanics aren't what it's about when you're watching a replay of somebody better than you. And it is and it isn't. The one thing that I got the most from watching replays of players that were better than me is their decision making. Because at the end of the day, you make better decisions, you have better opportunities. And with those opportunities, obviously, if your mechanics aren't at an SSL level, you won't be able to do SSL things. But if you're making better decisions in diamond, then you will have better opportunities than you normally would if you're making bad decisions. So look at what kind of decisions a SSL player is and think about how you can interject those into your games. When I tried to play more mentally like a professional player, my game improved. And of course, I couldn't do the same things and I'm still not making all the best decisions, but I'm at least making better decisions. I'm rotating better and I'm still learning how to do those things better, but they are getting better over time. And as my mechanics improve, I have been able to do more things with the ball when I have the good opportunities that I create when I make good decisions. And when I make bad decisions, I get bad touches and poo-poo happens. And that's unfortunate, but that's the way that it goes. So watch these higher level replays. Take some notes of, oh, in this situation, they do that. But in this situation, I would have done that. So maybe I'll try to do what they did next time and see how that affects my gameplay and what kind of opportunities that might create for you. And here's another thing that Jacob said in his episode a while back, Uh, Jacob Dalton, the uh, graphic He's not a graphic designer. He, he makes videos, motion graphics, and is very talented and is super nice. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I strongly suggest that you do. One thing that he said in that episode, though, was he will play back 
replays and and act like he's playing the game so take your controller and as you are watching a pro level replay or a higher level replay whatever replays you can get your hands on play as one of those players my dogs thought that was a great idea so play as those players and then see if you would do the things that they would do and if they do something different that you expected to do take note of that Honestly, I think what helped me really get the most out of my replays when I when I have watched replays was taking some time to watch some higher level replays so I could see the difference in their decision making, in their action and how they handled themselves so that when I went back to my own replays, I could really notice the difference. I saw how clumsy my touches were, I saw how clumsy my shots were, and I could see how well in control some of these SSL players are of their car. And that was that showed me the gap in between the two levels and what I had to work on. Here are a couple other options for you if you haven't been able to get anything out of your replays. And I would strongly, strongly suggest taking a good amount of time to really just ask yourself what the difference is between high-level replays and your own replays, or asking yourself, if, if I needed to improve on one thing in Rocket League, what would it be? And then taking the time to actually work on that. It, if you haven't been able to come up with a solution up to this point, if you've exhausted those issues, there are people that are in the Discord in the booster club that would be more than happy to help tons of helpful people in there that like to review replays or go over things with people there are champ players that have helped diamond players there are grand champ players that have helped diamond players there are diamond players that are playing with diamond players there are champ players that are you know there are people to help so if you want some help with rocket league just ask and it might not happen immediately and you might not get it at the moment that you're looking for, but there are a lot of people that are very helpful in the Discord, and I encourage you to come and ask and try and help. Don't just come to the Discord specifically for somebody to get you to rank up in Rocket League. We are building a community. It is a group of people. It is not something to be taken advantage of. We want people to be a part of this group, not just to hop into a stream and say, how do I rank up and then leave? Like, that's not what we're here for. And if you want to be a part of the community, if you want to support other people, if you want to be a part of something, awesome. Come join us. And there are tons of helpful people, myself included. I'm not going to be there every single time. And I'm not just, you know, there to help everything. But I answer questions and I talk to people. I want to be a part of this community just as much as anybody else. And that's why I'm here. But there are tons of other smart people that are good at Rocket League in the community that can help. So come check out the Discord. Just come check out the Discord. And if that doesn't work, go find yourself a coach. There are so many free resources and free opportunities, open opportunities to find a coach to get better at the game, whether that's the Rocket League coaching Discord, I know there's a Reddit, there are other websites, there's Gamers Ready, there's you know other people that have been on this show that are coaches that I've linked to their stuff on how the how you can get time with them so that they can help you get better at Rocket League. Go through all those old episodes and find a coach and find somebody that you want to work with, and then work with them on getting better at the game of Rocket League get a coach. There's nothing wrong with it. I'm just stubborn as all heck. And so I just haven't taken the time to do it. But I might uh, sometime in the near future, take a month and work with somebody and see what it can do for me just as like, you know, a little experiment. Wink, wink, hint, hint. I don't know. It might just happen sometime in the near future. But find a coach, you know, find something or someone that can help you and then and work with them, get some suggestions, get some ideas, and then just move forward. If you need some help or some assistance on figuring out how to find those things, just ask somebody or hire somebody to give you an understanding of what it looks like to find something to work on and then 
even if you're working on finding the skill of things to work on, that's still a practice and an opportunity for you to get better at something so that you can continue to improve. It's like you can give a man a fish and feed him for a day. You can feed a man a fish and feed him for a lifetime. Hey, editing Tom here. I meant teach a man to fish. I know I said feed twice. I meant teach a man to fish. Teach. I don't really want to just spoon feed everybody. Well, just work on this. Just work on this. Instead, like, take something on yourself and think, okay, what are the things that I can really work on or need to work on? And then work on that thing. And then you're like, oh, wow, that actually worked. I'm going to work on this now. And then that works. It's just the same as when you start something. And I've, you know, I forget this because obviously I had my own drought of not improving in the game of Rocket League where, you know, you forget that at once it was just awful to play this game. You could barely touch the ball. Being in ball cam was confusing and you had no car control whatsoever. And eventually you got more comfortable you could turn that crawl into a walk, that walk into a run. And that was improvement. And it was basic improvement. It was very foundational improvement, but it was improvement. And even if you're going from champ one to champ three, it's not any different. You just want to get more control and you want to be able to do it faster and more accurately. That's the name of this game. Speed, accuracy, consistency, and not being a dum-dum. That's that's probably the biggest part of it, not being a dum-dum. And again, I'm a dum-dum, so there's nothing wrong with being a dum-dum. You just want to be maybe a dumb, and then you'll make better decisions, and then you'll win more games, and then you'll rank up. And then the bad part about it is all of a sudden, you're not a champ three dum-dum. You're a smart champ three, but then you get up to GC1 or GC2, all of a sudden you're a dum-dum again because the game's different. So you got it. It's just, it's just all part of the same thing. You get better. And then all of a sudden you're bad again because everybody else is better. And I love it. I just, I love that. And that's what I like about this game. And that's what keeps me coming back is that drive to get to that high level and figure out those things and have that thing to improve on. It's very nebulous. It's very abstract improvement because it, it's this, awful cycle of getting good, doing well, feeling like you're, you're finally getting there. And then you get to where you were going, which is not quite all the way to where you wanted. And you feel like you're back at square one, but you're not quite back at square one because you have all these new tools. It's like Minecraft, right? Like you get a stone pickaxe and you're awesome because you can get iron a little bit faster, but then you find a diamond and you break that diamond because you're supposed to get it with an iron pickaxe. But then when you start getting your diamonds with an iron pickaxe and you all, all of a sudden you're able to get those diamonds, everything is better. But then, you know, theoretically in some other kind of world, you know, you try to get something with a diamond pickaxe, but the diamond pickaxe isn't good enough anymore. And so you accidentally break that. So you don't actually get that thing, even though you thought you had the best thing. But now you have to go out and get the other new best thing, the platinum pickaxe. I don't know if something like that is going to exist. I don't know why you would think that I would know that that is going to exist, but that's just an example. The skills that you have now are great for where you're at now, and they might not quite be good enough to where you're going. And then you get better skills, you get to where you want to be, or at least the next step, and all of a sudden those skills aren't good enough and you just get to improve again. And that is frustrating or it's really cool because you already did the thing that you have to do, which is improve. Now you just have to find a different way of improving so that you can improve again and continue to get better. I have not run into anybody that I feel like can't continually improve. I don't feel like I've hit a wall for myself I don't know if you feel like you've hit a wall for yourself. As long as there are things that I know that I'm making mistakes in and it's more a bad decision or just not being able to do something well, then I feel like I have an opportunity to continue moving forward. If it was about lifting 200 pounds stones or something just incredibly impossible, I'd be like, you know what? I think this is as far as I can make it in Rocket League. 
But if it's just me jumping off the wall at the wrong time because I don't understand the mechanics and the physics of how far a jump will take me off the wall and I misread those things or I jump too late or something like that, that's just me getting to learn how to do that better. And I feel like that's where I'm at with my game is I just don't do things as well as they could be done. But that doesn't mean that I've hit some kind of ceiling and won't be able to move past it any farther. That is improvement in Rocket League. That's how I've been finding things to improve on in Rocket League. And hopefully that insight helps you a little bit not improve at Rocket League because that's on you. You're going to get to take the time and put in the practice and put in the work. That might give you something at least to work on and find a way to work on something. Question of the week. What is the thing that you need to work on to actually improve at the game of Rocket League? Not the thing that you want to be working on to make your game more exciting or more flashy like ceiling shots or flip resets. I mean, sure, eventually those can be really valuable, but at the highest level is where those things are valuable. What is the thing that you are going to work on this week to help you improve, actually improve and rank up at the game of Rocket League? Join the Discord. Thanks for the boost.